0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Martin Bandike Undercovers for May 2019, produced in partnership with the Ann Arbor District Library. This month's interview is with Kenneth C. Springerth about his new book, Detroit's Streetcar Heritage. Ken is a U.S. author, activist, politician, guest speaker and photographer, and an incredibly dedicated railroad historian. He has written close to three dozen books on railway systems, and his latest is Detroit's Streetcar Heritage. It is a photographic essay of the Detroit, Michigan streetcar system. Now, replacement of slow-moving Horse car service began with the opening of an electric street railway by the Detroit Citizen Street Railway back in 18. 18- 92. By 1900, all of the Detroit streetcar systems were consolidated into the Detroit United Railway following voter approval. Ken's book is filled with fascinating image after fascinating image, rare historical photos from Detroit's streetcar system. The last streetcar line on Woodward Avenue in Detroit was converted to bus operation in 1956 with almost 200 of the cars sold to Mexico City. Detroit Streetcar Heritage documents Detroit Streetcar era, plus scenes of the PCC cars in Mexico City, the Washington Boulevard line that ran from 1976 to 2003, and the new Q-Line streetcar system, which opened in Detroit in 2017. I began my interview with Kenneth C. Springer by asking him what came before that Detroit Citizen Street Railway in 1892.
1: Well, back in May 1847, there was a two-mile, they termed it an omnibus line um, in a downtown area. Uh, back then in 1863, the Detroit Street Railway system opened up a, a horse car service on Jefferson Avenue. But then there was a a, a disease that hit uh, an epidemic that hit these horses in the, around 8 in the eight, 1872 and there wasn't any horse car service for a number of days and there was a question raised at that time because it wasn't only in Detroit but it was throughout the country that they had this problem so there was a desperate need to come up with a solution and so the father of the american streetcar is frank julian sprague he came up with the idea a concept he got he borrowed some ideas from a lot of different people the first successful system uh... was put in place in montgomery alabama of all places but in eighteen ninety two the detroit uh... system started and it was like um it caught on like fire. And it, it basically throughout the whole country of uh, streetcar operations expanded rapidly.
0: Now, Woodward Avenue is obviously a main route for streetcars. But what were some of the other major routes where, where we had streetcars in Detroit?
1: Well, you had uh, Jefferson Avenue. Uh, you had, uh, that was a big line, uh, Gratiot Avenue, of uh, there were, there were like a spoke that came out of uh, came out of the Detroit area. Uh, so you had a number of lines that uh, uh, you had Van Dyke, you had Myrtle, you had all kinds of. This, the city was well served by streetcar lines.
0: What was the peak ridership? Do you know, like, what what year or years where there was the peak ridership on streetcars in Detroit, Kenneth? Kind of?
1: Well, it was about 396 million in 1929, but when the depression hit, it went down to about less than 190 million by 1933, and then uh, World War II came along, and there was a dramatic increase over. It, it just doubled during World War II because they really had to to, to scramble, and and Detroit Street Railways did a magnificent job handling the extra traffic they had to handle the extra ridership during that World War II period.
0: Wow. The, there are page after page, page after page in your book filled with incredible photos, many of them in color of the streetcar lines in Detroit. Where Where are these photos from? Where did you discover these, Kenneth?
1: Well, uh, I was lucky. A friend of mine by the name of Clifford Scholes, he passed away a year ago, but he had a bunch of stuff, and he let me use them. And you'll see his name under any picture I borrowed from him. And he was basically um, he was <laughs> my lifeline in this thing because I I never was a resident in Detroit. I was in Detroit when they had the uh, Washington Boulevard streetcar, little streetcar tourist line. That was my only uh, visit to Detroit. That was years earlier. So he basically was my primary source. And then I have to tell you that, uh, when, after my wife and I were there, well, we stopped at the library uh, on Woodward Avenue. And your library in Detroit is absolutely magnificent. We got a lot of reference material out of that. And when I, I have, I had, a, I had a, a large collection of Detroit Pittsburgh. I mean, the Detroit postcards <laughs> that I had purchased over the years. And one of the nice parts about it is. I called your reference library at, at the main library, and I mentioned that I had these postcards that I didn't have a clue about. I couldn't find out information on them, so I would scan postcards, email them to your reference department in at that library. And they would carefully do some—they helped me tremendously. So I want to I give kudos to your Detroit library system. It is absolutely magnificent. It also helped me because you'll notice in that section on, uh, that we have on the queue line that we do a lot of describing of the buildings along the way.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. What led to the demise of streetcars in Detroit, Kenneth? They stopped running in spring of 1956. Was it just simply the the automobile? Everyone wanted their own car and didn't want to use public transportation. Is is that the simple answer?
1: That's not the whole that whole answer. Yes, ridership declined because more and more people were using their automobiles. But the city fathers had made a very definite decision to let the system be abandoned because they had the idea that it would be more flexible to have a bus system but that proved disastrous uh, and in fact if you, it takes it takes leadership in all segments not you have the you have to have the private sector working with the government sector you didn't have that in Detroit uh, and I think it's it, that's one of the reasons why There were so many problems. When you had rapid transit proposed back in 1909, and it wasn't until this queue line opened on May 12th of 2017 that you had the beginning, the beginning of a a new transit system. It took that long to get it in place.
0: Mm. Where did the Detroit streetcars end up after they stopped running here in 1956?
1: Well, the city, Mexico City in Mexico, had the wisdom. They looked at those cars; they were well maintained. And and this credit goes to the craftsmen of the uh, of 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 your uh, of your your streetcar system. They they maintained a system up to the end, even though they knew the line was going to be abandoned for the sake for the safety of the of the ridership they maintain the cars so the people down in mexico city when they heard that detroit was getting rid of their cars they came up inspected them uh... and they signed a contract with the detroit system basically the detroit system would have to rehabilitate repaint and check the wiring and and the you know, all the electrical systems on these cars so mexico city got a bargain my wife and i were in mexico city to see these cars in operation there and uh, they, they served a long time in Mexico City. So you, gotta, you, 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 had, you had a super streetcar. The PCC car was the best trolley car of a standard design ever put in place. There were a group of railway conference presidents got together. And this is one of the few times in history that a committee did something that worked.
0: <laughs> you mentioned this briefly. Tell us more about this short-lived Washington Boulevard streetcar. When did that run in Detroit?
1: Well, that had an early history back around 1976 uh and it had a short run history. Uh, it was about a mile long on Washington Boulevard. Mayor Coleman was the mayor at the time and he, and Coleman Alex Pollack was a city planner. Alex Pollack was brilliant. He uh convinced the mayor to to let them establish a heritage trolley line on on washington boulevard the idea was to to try to bring life back to the city um, and they had a lot of problems but 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 alex was determined to get it and he got it but here again they didn't have all the cooperation they needed they didn't have the ridership in fact as detroit uh... went on a downward spiral washington boulevard was in that mix of things going downward and so the line uh... lost basically its ridership so it was uh... It, it was taken out uh... and that was a tragedy because there were some special cars from lisbon portugal on that line so it was a short-lived line uh... and of course the people mover came in uh... that helped a little bit but the main thrust today and i think the important thing to note is that uh... this uh... project on woodward avenue the three point three mile line Um, is the beginning of your puzzle, and your puzzle needs more pieces added to it. And I think Detroit has an opportunity. This M1 partnership, which is a group of uh, corporate America companies that got together uh, and decided to pursue this, even though all kinds of obstacles were in their way. But I think the community needs to get together with that partnership, and come up with ways in which to expand this thing to a regional system. Three point three miles gets you very little space. You need you need a larger system. That's gonna come over time, but it won't come unless there is complete cooperation. Detroit if the message if I could leave you one message for the City Fathers, they need to get together. They need to rally all the public groups together, and and figure out a way in which to work with suburban areas to get this to become a truly regional system.
0: Thanks for listening to Martin Bandyke Undercovers for May 2019. Our interview was with Kenneth C. Springerth about his book, Detroit's Streetcar Heritage. This has been a presentation of the Ann Arbor District Library.